0: this week's Life Note, holiday meals. Come as you are, as you were, and as you want to be. Welcome to Life Notes from Chair 17, a podcast dedicated to sharing life stories, wisdoms, and inspirations as we navigate life's journey. Post ch Ames to share thoughtful perspectives and insights from her own life journey as well as those of special guests and contributors tune in for thoughtful conversations about lessons learned wisdoms gained experiences had and inspirations shared find us where you get your podcasts and be sure to hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode now enjoy this week's episode Alrighty. welcome back in, friends, to another episode of Life Notes from Chair Seventeen. I'm your host, Ch. Thank you once again, as always, for finding me in this in this podcast corner, in this corner of either way, corner of the podcast universe. Podcast corner. Uh, as always, I do. Continue to appreciate the support of our returning listeners. And if you are a new listener, warm welcome to you. Thank you for finding us, tuning in for the first time. Hopefully you will stick around. As always, find us where you get podcasts. Find us where you get your podcasts. Wow. I'm just skipping all sorts of vowels today. Um, We're on all the major platforms and really appreciate everybody helping us build our little C-17 community. Also, I do want to give a shout out and or a thank you to those of you who have reached out to me recently and told me that you have really appreciated something that you heard in one of the recent episodes. Uh, I do sincerely thank you for that feedback because It is definitely something that is a goal for me with this podcast is that some of the life stories that I am telling and framing around these four pillars of experiences, wisdoms, lessons, inspirations, that they are landing and that they are making a positive impact that is really heartfelt for me to hear. And I do appreciate you taking the time to tell me that. And it will continue to influence Mm. sort of how I craft future episodes and what I talk about. So thank you for taking the time to do that. So uh, timing seems (laughs) to be everything right now of late, Uh, especially with this recent slate of episodes, um, they seem to either be dropping before or close to or after a holiday. Also, the birthday one. So, that obviously is not going to happen every year. And I'm trying to be mindful of how episodes land and in relation to what is going on from a holiday perspective. So, this episode actually is no different, and it is uh, no different from the sense of it is dropping close to the Christmas holiday. It will be the Friday before Christmas 2023, and I thought I'd venture once again into talking about holiday Well, holiday celebration, holiday traditions, specifically as it pertains to holiday food and meals Uh, and the idea of what I grew up thinking they were and what I think about them now. Spoiler alert. I think we had it wrong when I was a kid, but I digress. Full disclaimer, I am not a foodie. So (laughs) just ask anyone who knows me. I, I don't cook. I am a pre-packaged meal kind of person, and I know I'm probably in the minority when I say that I am one of those people who probably does not think about food at this time of the year, or I don't look forward to this time of year because of the food. I know there are many of you out there that do. I just happen to not be one of them. Um, and that's totally okay. It's it's weird because it's almost like an afterthought for me. Um especially considering that I don't cook, but I, I also do act I, I will say I do look forward to heading out <laughs> actually and supporting local restaurants who have either started or have always offered sort of preset menu options for uh, whether it was the Thanksgiving holiday or the Christmas holiday for those of us who maybe are done with cooking or the cooking drama that usually comes with it. Maybe just don't want to do the cooking drama or don't cook in the first place or all of the above. Um, But that is a new thing as I have gotten into my older years because for me growing up, I grew up in a very, let's call it rigid interpretation of the holiday meal portion of holiday celebrating. And because of that, it didn't always have the greatest appeal to me. And it really wasn't until, you know, later years in my life Like now, that I feel as if I broke free from the expectation that holiday meals have to be one way and the only way. Newsflash, they don't. And there is no actual rule book anywhere going, hey, if you order takeout, you're doing it wrong, or hey, if you want to put together a 10-course meal for four people, you're doing it wrong. Or, hey, if you decide to go out to a restaurant to celebrate, you're doing it wrong. There is no rule book that says that. All of those things are all good. And for some of you returning listeners, you are probably noticing, <laughs> if you've been listening to the last handful of episodes, I have been talking a lot about creating or developing traditions, and so it may sound like, wow, CH, really, you know, you just do your own thing, and wow, there there really is a lot of leeway in those things. Yes, that is true, but to be totally fair, it has taken quite a few years for me to get to this point where I've been able to undo, I think, some of the preconceived notions about holidays I developed as a child or observed as a child within my own family, and that that applies to the the food as well, like what a holiday meal or celebrating a holiday meal means. And to be honest, I actually wish someone back then would have said the things I am saying now, especially about the food, because I grew up with one side of my family being, let's call it, overly structured, kind of term, Uh, and sort of by the book in terms of holiday foods and celebration. My maternal grandfather was not the kind of person where anyone ever felt as if they could like buck tradition, and a lot of these rules were mostly unspoken and perpetuated over time, to remain unspoken. But I clearly remember I would sometimes sit around the table and actively in my mind ask the question, why are we doing it this way? Not the why are we getting together as a family to observe and to celebrate, but why is this so much about the pomp and circumstance with the food and the tempers that flared when it wasn't perfect or when something was out of place or someone, you know, had an elbow on the table because they were enjoying themselves too much. I literally thought as a a kid, can we not just sit down and just kind of be grateful for what we have and share it without fear of reprimand that it isn't perfect? Because... Even then, probably not as articulately as I look back on it now, it felt to me we were missing the entire point of coming together to celebrate the holidays. And especially knowing there are and were many folks who likely wouldn't even have food on their table or families going through challenging or tough times or maybe just having to adjust to the loss of someone or having a down year, and yet here we were worrying about whether, you know, the pea salad had enough sour cream in it, and even if it didn't, being somehow unable to laugh and joke about it, instead (laughs) living in this state of worry because it wouldn't live up to some sort of preconceived standard. And it really was not until my maternal grandfather passed away that the idea of holiday meal and, and the, the ceremony of the holiday meal shifted to a much more, what I will say in the words of Nirvana, come-as-you-are approach. Like, seriously, it's fine if we leave the dishes on the table for a bit. No one is going to have anything happen to them. They don't need to be cleared immediately like we're in a restaurant. It's fine. Or, hey, maybe we didn't want to eat everything. We can save it for leftovers or maybe something else. Like, it's fine. And I will say that the shift of how I see holiday meal tradition was actually helped by the fact that both of my parents remarried two people that took a different approach. So my mother remarried someone who grew up in Mexico City, and so we started to change up the cuisine uh, to incorporate more of some of the traditions that he had as a child uh, growing up in his culture, which for him and his family uh, and uh, his both, I think both sides of his family, both mom and father side, the tradition of having pozole on Christmas Eve, that became something that we did. I remember also the first year that we decided to have tosadas for Christmas Day meal. <laughs> As someone who loves Mexican food, that was the best thing ever. And we did that multiple years. It wasn't just one year, thankfully. So it was a win-win. Uh, Dessert also changed, so we started to have things like flan, which was really good, or even something really simple, Um, just like ice cream and cookies and whatnot. My dad remarried someone who actually really loves to cook, uh, bake, create amazing dishes, more I would say in the traditional sense. It is her thing. It still is, is her thing, and she's excellent at it. Shout out Sharon if you're listening. But... She, there was never any guilt associated with, let's say, if I personally didn't eat everything that was made or I might have only had a small portion of something in, in the traditional fixin's kind of setup that, that was happening at, at my dad's house. The meals, in a sense, suddenly were not wrapped up in what I would call stress and worry about perfection. They just became the meal, and the family was gathered around the meal. And it became more about coming together and celebrating in the moment with those loved ones and just being grateful for the food, whatever the food was. And then this further got evolved as I went away to uni university and also entered into the working world where i i listened to many other families about how they had their holiday meals or what they chose to do with those meals some had a tradition of ordering takeout every year and having a movie marathon others would always go out to a favorite restaurant They were their own holiday meal traditions that they had built for themselves in various shapes, sizes, and versions. And even if it was still of the homemade variety, if something got burned or tossed or messed up in the process, the world did not come to an end and it could be laughed about. And then even talked about years later and laughed even harder about when someone would say, remember when she forgot to turn on the oven, right? Like so much of the holidays I feel at times, and I kind of alluded to this, we get so wrapped around the axle with so much of the detail that we forget sometimes what it is really supposed to be about. And newsflash, it is not about how much sour cream is in the pea salad or whether or not the meal is under or overcooked. And it took me being able to step out of what had been a very rigid interpretation of what we call holiday fooding to see and experience a more come-as-you-are approach. Now, I say all this, as I often say, if you do do the holiday meal thing with all of the fixins and the ceremony, and that is your family's jam every year, and everyone is into it, totally okay. This is not a knock on that. Rather, it's really just the idea and the reminder of coming together to celebrate and share in a meal, and it should not be, in my opinion, something that stresses us out. Now, maybe that is way too optimistic, (laughs) especially coming from the girl who, A, doesn't cook, and if she's asked to bring something, she always is usually bringing a bag of rolls to a potluck. But, really, if we think about it, the point of the meal isn't whether it's perfect or not. It's being present in the moment to enjoy the meal with those we care about. Whether you go all out every year from your own kitchen... Or you order takeout and chill with the fam watching movies. It all gets us to the same place, which is coming together, being present, and being grateful. And honestly, no one cares if there isn't enough sour cream in the pea salad. Uh, for those of you wondering, what in the world is this pea salad she keeps talking about? <laughs> It was a specialty of my grandmother that we generally had every holiday season. Usually, at Thanksgiving and Christmas, I will link to a a generic recipe of it somewhere out in the interwebs because it does. The, there are recipes that are out there. Hers was her own. Uh, And it it is exactly what it sounds. It's green peas chilled that have a mixture of sour cream and some green onion. And in her case, she sometimes used, I think it was cashews or very thinly sliced bits of almond and cashew. And it was this lovely alternative to a lettuce-based salad. And it always just went really well with, you know, kind of that, traditional turkey prime rib meat sort of dishes that we were having as part of our holiday meal, but we spent way too much time worrying about the sour cream and what it tasted like and whether it was chilled enough or not chilled enough. The point was not about that. The point was that we were all together celebrating. So it is the example I am using that no one cares about the sour cream. It's the point of being together, folks. And there you have it. Holiday fooding, official term, from probably one of the most unofficial celebrators of holiday foods, yours truly. But I do hope that however you are celebrating this season, it does bring love and light into your world. It seems at times... The sheer, the, <laughs> that has been in short supply, but I do know it is still out there, and it is especially true at this time of year. So with that, I wish you well, and as always, be kind to yourself, take it one hour at a time, one day at a time, and we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life Notes from Chair 17. Remember to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.